You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with the day. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing everyone and welcome to Brothers Just Searching. I'm Isaac along with Brother Daniel and Brother Anthony. We're all together again, guys. Mm, Brother Daniel, you had some stuff going on last week. Uh, welcome back. It's good to be back. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Well, guys, I just want to go ahead and give a couple of announcements before we go ahead and start on the topic tonight, which will be Roman Catholicism. This is our fourth uh, teaching on Roman Catholicism. We're going to dive into a little bit of penance. Then we're going to go ahead and talk about their belief into the Virgin Mary and how important it is for them to go ahead and they say they don't pray to her, but to worship her and to pray to her. Mm -hmm. Um. So we're going to go ahead and dive a little bit into to that tonight and um, just keep praying for the nation. The nation's still in uproar and riots are going mm-hmm. on and they're talking about defunding police departments and all that. Just keep our country in prayer, which is going to lead me to the first announcement tonight. Normally we talk about our projects, but uh, Pastor Brandon went ahead last Sunday morning, talked about an event that we teamed up with a with in a church in um, Baton Rouge, which is First New Testament. If you listen to Theology on Fire, Brother Andrew and his wife, they attend there. They, um, they're they doing a prayer at the Louisiana State Capitol. I heard earlier that they got the permits and they got everything for us to go so we could uh, go pray. That event is going to be Saturday, June 13th, 2020, 6 to 7.30. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to team up with Brothers um, from brothers and sisters in the Lord, we're going to meet at the Capitol, on the steps of the Capitol, and pray as a body of Christ. There's a lot of things going on, just not in the world, but in our state and in our country. And we just need a biblical time of prayer. We need to get together as brothers and sisters in the faith. There's a lot of protests going on. There's a lot of riots going on. We're going there and just pray and ask the Lord to open up the eyes of individuals now is new beginnings and first new testament we're teaming up to do that but i believe there's a lot more churches that are involved if you are in the state of louisiana and you want to attend this please come out and support and pray with us so we can start seeing something change the bible says if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will i hear from heaven and i will heal their land Mm -hmm. this is the first part is to go and pray and seek the Lord. So that's this Saturday, June 13th at six o'clock. We'll end around seven 30 and we're going to be praying on this, the Capitol steps that night. Uh, also I want to recommend, and I talked to pastor Brandon and he said that would be a good idea to do so. I know we have a lot of people that don't just listen to Louisiana. We have some people all over the nation and some mm-hmm. people in the world that listen to this podcast. Go ahead if you're in, if you can't make it to Baton Rouge, go ahead in your home around six o'clock and start praying with us. We're a body, you know. We're we're all over the world. The Church of Christ is all over the world. We can go ahead if you set a time for the time that we're praying. Go ahead and pray. That will be very blessing to very, be a blessing to us. Here in Louisiana, just keep us in prayer also for that day. Uh, Brother Lee's going to be talking, Brother Daniel, or you're not sure who's who's going to be? I'm sure somebody be uh, um, 
leading it. I know that I'm pretty sure they're going to be having some music there too from what I'm getting. Oh, wow. Okay, okay good. So, okay. so that's what it sounds like to me. So this Saturday again, June 13, 6 to 7.30 p.m. on the steps of the Louisiana State Capitol. Um, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and write us a review. It helps us out tremendously if you do. Also, check us out on Facebook, Brothers Just Searching. I went ahead and shared the link to the event coming up as well on our Facebook page. If you have any questions or comments, please message us on Facebook or email us as IL777Romans1013 at yahoo.com. Brother Anthony's book, The New Kingdom with Liberty Man and the Evil Song, out now on Amazon and on Barnes & Noble. Go ahead and check them out. If you have any problems finding that, please send us a message. We'll get it to you as soon as possible. Also, go subscribe and like Brother Daniel's podcast, Defender of the Faith, where Brother Daniel, if the Lord gives him a message, he goes ahead and shares it. But he also talks about end-time events and current world events. Very educational. You will be blessed if you listen to that. Also, one more, New Beginning Fellowship Church, 519 Parkway Drive in Bro Bridge. If you're in Bro Bridge, come check us out. Also, check us out on Facebook, New Beginning Fellowship Church. All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and start. That's a mouthful. <laughs> I see I see why they space out sponsorships on big podcasts. Um, but anyway, guys, I just want to... Um, we've been talking about um, Roman Catholicism. Last week, we veered off our course to this podcast mm-hmm. talking about the George Floyd incident and the mm-hmm. riots and the cure. And that's how I put it on the last week podcast is the cure is Jesus Christ. He can help hearts. Now we're coming back to our, our main focus of the topic of Roman Catholicism. We we want to go ahead and start off with penance. And uh, Brother Anthony, you've done an intense study mm-hmm. on Roman Catholicism. So did Brother Daniel. Mm-hmm. I want to I talk about penance. What is penance um, in a more clarified sense? What What is a penance? Well, what it is, it's like you're mortifying the flesh. What you're doing is you're trying to get rid of sin you're trying to, you know, uh, pretty much what Jesus is doing, what they're pretty much doing. They're like, well, if we whip ourselves or we give up something, pretty much like in Lent time, that's what Lent is really, it's penance. You know, you give up fish or you give up that. Instead of you whipping yourself or doing really hard to your body like that, they say, you know, give up this, give up gum, whatever the case. And uh, what it does is it, it gives you extra points. Pretty much, you know, you 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 you, you committed a, a type of sin, a moral sin, or mostly moral sin, and uh, you have to gain back your righteousness, pretty much. So that that's what penance is. Is um, it's it's pretty. There's a difference between repent and penance. Repent means to turn away from sin and put your faith in God. Penance is doing your part on the labor of a man. Like for example, if you're ex-Catholic or you had a Catholic background. You will probably remember when you go to confession, you will like say, um, Father, so-and-so, I did this today. And he says, well, I'll give you five Hail Marys or say the Lord's Prayer or so on, whatever, you know. And and that's what you're pretty much doing. Like we, we taught last, last time, penance is not a biblical term. It came from Greek mythology, as we discussed last time. It's not biblical. So some people, like if you read the Catholic Bible, they try to put penance and repent as the same thing and it's not it's totally different if you study both backgrounds so that's what penance is you're you're mortifying the flesh you're trying to make up for wrongs you have done now now brother daniel i'm gonna go ahead and bring it to you on the scriptural side uh brother Andrew's just saying how 
mm-hmm. all these things, you know, you, you're trying to do it on your own account. Mm-hmm. According to scripture, we don't have to do that as mm-hmm. believers of Christ because we're saved through the blood of the lamb. Exactly. So what they're talking about is after supposedly they're saved at the Catholic church. And that what is a what does a Catholic do once they sin mm-hmm. after their water baptism and after they've taken the Eucharist and all that, and so we know that in the Bible, in First John chapter one verse nine says this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we know that Christ can forgive us when we commit sins. Amen. Mm, So that's the difference. What's the definition for the penance? It says, uh, they say a Christian sacrament, but really it's a Catholic sacrament in which a member of the church confesses sins to a priest and is given absolution. And the Roman Catholic Church often calls sacrament reconciliation. So that's what it is. So really, on their version, it's a long process to get through all that. A long process to get forgiven. Because not only do they say that that uh, you're separated from God because of your sin, you're separated from the church too. That's so right. there's got to be a reconciliation and all that. But my Bible says that we are to repent when we do sin, but we ask the Lord to forgive us. Amen. And so even saying that, um, there's even forgiveness for us to each other we mm-hmm. don't have the power to That's forgive right. sins but when someone offends us and they mm-hmm. come and say i'm sorry we forgive them mm-hmm. and we go on so you know we got to clear that up too there's a difference of that between how christ forgives us of sin so so who does the forgiving in the catholic church then because like you says read in first john how if we confess our sins christ is faithful to forgive us mm-hmm. you know so in the catholic church these penance it don't guarantee them heaven no, it don't no. guarantee him heaven. So who does the forgiving in the Catholic Church when these penance are done? If it takes a while for to come to Christ, yeah, it's supposed to be the priest and God. But I mean, it, the priest is the one who's supposed to. Op- you know, the priest has power. People don't realize in the Catholic Church, the priest has enough power. I know we talked about the Eucharist last time, but it's just to kind of rephrase what we're talking about a little bit. They believe they have so much power they can actually call Christ down from heaven when the mass is performed. So these men are just not just men. I mean, in, in the Catholic term, they're like powerful magicians. I mean, I mean, these are like, they look at these men like they're gods almost in the Catholic Church. They actually claim they call themselves another Christ. They say, we are another Jesus. So, right. so they claim that that's one of the reasons that Brother Daniel probably know that and probably agree with me. That's why they believe they can't forgive sins because we're actually the place of Christ or we're the substitute of Christ. So, yeah, they believe they're Christ pretty much. In power. Yeah, and I know I mentioned this last time, but I'll just repeat myself. It's that's the best teacher. But remember also in their belief system they go by the word, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know, sometimes a tradition. I'm sorry, I know it sounds a little sarcastic. I'm just kidding around a little bit. But really we need to be governed by the word. But in John chapter twenty, verses uh twenty one through twenty three, it deals with that. That's where they believe where they that Christ is given them the power to forgive men's sin because of again i read this before the last time i'll read it again it said then said jesus to them again he's talking to his uh, his apostles his disciples after his resurrection peace i peace be unto you and my father has sent me even sent i you and when he had said this he breathed on them and he said unto them receive you the holy ghost and then here's where they get it whosoever uh, 
whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. So that's where they get their authority, the Catholic Church saying mm. that Christ has given the bishops and the priests and those uh, the power to forgive men's sins. And they right. misinterpret that scripture. Yeah, because that scripture, wow. that scripture basically saying that if you lead someone to Jesus, that's the forgiveness of sin. That's that right. Is, he didn't tell them, hey, if you forgive somebody. He said, no, if you lead me to some, if you lead someone to me, right. you know, like like a testimony last week, I led someone to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I led two people to Jesus Saturday. I said one, but two. And I led them to the Lord. I mm-hmm. didn't save them by the words. I said, I led them to Jesus who saved them. And that's what that scripture is talking about is your testimony of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and what you, what he done and that's how you win souls that's and that's right. the forgiveness of sins that he's talking about right there and then there was one part in the Bible where in Jesus's early ministry when he told the disciples he sent them out two by two and he says go out there and preach and and baptize you know told him and he I think he said about confession and stuff like that so it's you know it's uh it's part of the Christian thing but it's not where to give a man power you know like they claim you know right 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 so basically that scripture does really mean the lord's telling them when you present the gospel mm-hmm. to people who are not saved you know either they're going to receive it or reject i know i said this last time too so that's where the power is at it's not so much in us we're just the messenger that's right it's the message that's going to save them because what christ did at calvary so they misinterpret it and it, it's easy to look at it at face value and say hey that almost sounds like what it is but that's mm. where we have to study ourselves you know what i mean to be approved of God and work with Praise God. So so I got a question for y'all guys now. Um, Penance, if you look at it, you know, the priest has the right to forgive or say, hey, you do 50 Hail Marys or Mm -hmm. anything like, uh, some stuff like that. But the purpose of penance isn't supposed to get to heaven. Now, we talked about this last time, purgatory, we brought Mm -hmm. it up. Mm -hmm. So, So what is the purpose of penance? Is it the... To make it like make it a little shorter in purgatory, or is it going straight to heaven? What what is, what is why? Because I asked that. What is the purpose of purgatory? I'm gonna. That's what the purpose of purgatory mm-hmm. is to hold them in there until they're really defined to go to heaven. Right. Does penance play a part in that? Well, it kind of does. You think about it because we we talked about it a lot. You see, they have to understand this you have to understand what kind of sins they have in the Catholic Church. they have more uh, they call it moral sins they call and there's vi- venial sins so that's right why you sense. go to yeah so that's why you go to confession because when you have moral sins you know and one of them and i really shocked i know i'm not trying to repeat ourselves but this idea like if you don't go to mass a certain day i mean that's considered to them you're going to hell so to them, if you don't go to confession, you're uh, and you have unforgiven sin, you're going straight to hell. So, in their point of view, you need to go to confession, so you don't. Because to Catholic, it's even worse if you're going to hell. You you got no chance of coming out. Even but, if you're baptized into the that's church. That's right. That's right. Even you're baptized, because that's why you got to go to pens. You got to you got to go back to your baptism. You got to go back to your relationship with God and the church and and on grace. But then that yeah. goes to a side point, though. Yeah. Is that Repetition mm-hmm. yes. of your salvation because yeah, yeah. it's an up and down situation. It, Jesus said it was finished at the cross for a reason. Right. It doesn't everything was prophesied, was done, but at the mm-hmm. same time that sealed our faith. Right. Now don't get me wrong, but Daniel, you're right there. People can commit sins and people can fall away. We believe that you can fall away from the faith, mm-hmm. but 
that you know you can always come back and always have forgiven that's the only way but as a christian mm -hmm. there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in, in christ, christ jesus. jesus that's right and that that's where uh it just but it's one of the big things yes. matter of fact it went down over the years because uh like in Hannison, for example, they uh, they had a, a confession box, and my understanding is gone now. Wow. Cause so there's a lot of I actually talked to a few Catholics, and and some's like, oh, we don't go to confession. So some do, but it's not like it used to be when I was younger, like in the '90s and '80s and and the '70s. They were really hard on confession, but now the way things are going now, and it's getting where it's hardly it's almost it's almost not there, and almost now it's almost unexistent right. now. So. Right. I would have to say that really the system that the Catholic Church has for for their believer to have their sins forgiven is very complicated. It is. It's just not one step. Right. I just read it earlier. Reconciliation, confession, and you go on and on. Mm -hmm. That's not even what else is it including. The, I mean, at the end, you, you were talking about purgatory, which really means, hey, what, what it wasn't finished right here when you're alive. That's right. Well, now you're going to have to be purged of your sins in purgatory which is totally contrary to the word of God. Yes, Amen. sir. So man, I, I kept looking at this today and I go, man, this is a very complicated process and confusing for someone to come to a praise and have to go through all the, the rituals, even to, you know, to get some kind of forgiveness. Yeah. Wow. Because we, we, we go, go, this is our fourth, our fourth part talking about Roman Catholicism. And we discuss water baptism. We discuss uh, confirmation. We mm -hmm. discuss the Eucharist. Now we're on penance. All these things that you're, you know, your process to get sanctified and mm -hmm. you're doing all these process still don't guarantee you heaven. Nope. Well, even the yeah. Pope is not guarantee heaven. There's a thing. There's different masses. I mean, they all, it all works the same way, but there's certain different high ranks of masses, I guess you can say. And one of them is the, uh, one mass is called the, uh, the Reikium mass is called. It's one of like the top masses you mm -hmm. can have. And matter of fact, I think John Paul and a few other popes, they had it. And to them, that's that's supposed to be the best. And But he's not even guarantee of heaven. There's no one. When you study false religions, there's no guarantee of heaven, really. Think about it. Roman Catholicism, Islam, there's really, there's no say, hey, 100% for sure, you know, you're going to do this, you're going to go to heaven. I mean... And then the way to present it, it's not a good promise anyway. So there's no assurance. That's, no, that's the bottom line. Right. So I mean, I mean, it, it's really complicated. I was looking at this like, yeah, it's confusing. It really is. Anyways, in Matthew chapter nine, we got a perfect description of Christ being the one that's forgives us of our sins. And it says that as the end, verse one, he entered into the ship and passed over and came into his own city and. Behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy lying on a bed. And Jesus, mm. seeing their faith, and said unto the, unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Now mm. listen to those that were in the room. This is what they felt. Verse 3. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemed. Right, right. <laughs> and then Jesus goes on saying, Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it's easier to say this, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say arise and walk, but that you uh -huh. may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Arise, take up your bed, and go unto thine house. Wow. And the man immediately rose up and picked up his bed and went to his house. Mm. And so and basically what I'm saying, no one else can forgive us of our sins 
but the Son of God. He paid Amen. the price at Calvary. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. No one comes unto the Father but by me. You said earlier the scripture mm -hmm. you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Who's between man and God? Exactly. The mediator, our That's advocate, right. our high yeah. priest. That's the right. The one that forgives us of our sins. So right. it's totally contrary to what they're yeah. trying to teach in the Catholic Church on that. You know, I was hearing one time that uh, he got saved, that he was, was going to study to be a priest. And he said something that makes sense. He said when he was a Catholic, he said, I was taught to go to the saints. I was taught to go through the church. I was taught to go to the priests. So, and he says, but when I got saved, I realized I can go straight to Jesus. That's what people don't realize about the Roman system. If you study it carefully, and we're going to be talking about Mary and all that stuff after all, is that you just can't just go, hey, Jesus and God. To them, you got other people. You got the priests. You, you got, got sacraments. Yeah, you got like a bunch of things to go through. You got a bunch of channels to go through before you get to Jesus and God. And, of course, we believe, hey, you can just go straight. Because remember in the Old Testament days when the temple and all that stuff, you had to go, to go to the priest and you had to go get offerings. And, you know, so you had to go to the priestly hood to get to, to, to God at that time. Well, you, that, you that's, know? Why, that's why God mm -hmm. ripped the veil. To show uh, that men can now. Yeah, you, the, mm -hmm. you didn't have, the, the Holy of Holies didn't have to be behind. That's right. You can go straight into the mm -hmm. grace. That's right. Of God and, and, and go into his presence mm -hmm. and... That's why the Holy Spirit came. The Holy That's Spirit, right. you get what That's I'm right. saying? That's right. Mm -hmm. They relied on law, but mm -hmm. now that Jesus came, they can rely on grace, and the Holy Spirit came to direct them mm -hmm. in the right way. That it was, you can walk boldly into the throne room of God now. Mm -hmm. The Bible says. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And remember what they said about purgatory. Once they die, they go into purgatory. That's right. The, script, the scriptures in Hebrews chapter nine verse. 27 says another <laughs> <The trinity. laughs> is it as it is appointed unto men once to die but after, after this the judgment. judgment yes sir so we know basically that once a person passes from this earth mm -hmm. to eternal into eternity there's only one or two places they're going to go mm -hmm. they're either going to go mm -hmm. in the presence of the lord or they're going to literal hell yes sir for those that have rejected the gospel of jesus christ and the sacrifice and, and did uh, and did peter say that he brought uh he will bring us straight to god <laughs> I believe it's in Second Peter or First Peter said that that God has brought us to Himself. So you know that tells you right there. There's no purgatory right there at all. No, because it's there's only there's only there's only two ways you can go heaven or hell. You there's mm -hmm. no middle, mm -hmm. and that's that's what they they try. We I I believe we covered purgatory. Oh yes, about the history about it about yeah, how they, yeah. that that old theology. Didn't come out by them saying, "Well, we studied the Word of God and we found it's the Word of God." They said, "No, we need money. Right, so, hey, this mm -hmm. is the best way to." It was uh, by control. By yeah. control, right? Exactly. So, what does purgatory consist of? Isn't it like a fire or something? Yes, sir. To burn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What can what can what can take our sin away? Not fire. Not water. It's Jesus. Only the blood of Jesus Amen. can take that whole sin away and save us. And, and exactly what you say right there. If that is true, then the blood of Christ was not available. Exactly. Other words, you know, Christ died. Per, I mean, if that if fires can do that, then what's the point of Jesus going to the cross? You know, uh, it right. doesn't make any sense. You know, when well, you study it, it, if you think about it, his blood would have been in vain. Exactly, his you're right. Would have been in vain because yeah, he when he said it was finished, that meant it wasn't really finished. Mm -hmm. And you can even go to some Protestant teachers that teach, oh. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jesus died at the cross and he saved us, but there's still more that, that, mm -hmm. to, that's, that, that's, and that's adding on mm -hmm. to scripture or that's adding on to what is biblical, is which is Christ and him crucified. 
and you add on to there, you're in trouble because God said in Revelation chapter 21 or 22 mm-hmm. that you can be blotted out of the book. Exactly. Yes, sir. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16 say this too. And this is given us access to the throne room of God. And it's only done by the blood of Jesus. It says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In other words, it's saying we have access because mm-hmm. Christ is the mediator and we can come there. Mm-hmm. What's Christ done? Because Christ came on this earth and he died for us, lived a perfect life and all that. He is able to represent man on that part. But him being fully God too, he's able to re- represent the Father. So that's why he's the mediator. That's why it's a better covenant. Mm-hmm. He comes right in between the two, between mm-hmm. God, the Holy Father, and us. That's that right. Been redeemed. So praise God for that. Amen. 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 Well, since Brother Dan, you read that that subject, uh, that that verse talking about mediators and about we can go straight mm-hmm. to the broken yes. room. God, mm-hmm. we understand that that penance don't get you to salvation. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic, which is easily, mm-hmm. you know, you can't go through penance. You can't go through sacraments. Mm-hmm. But guys, you we're going to talk about the Virgin Mary. I definitely can go to the Virgin Mary according to the Catholic Church. She's yes. uh, mm-hmm. she's fourth in the Godhead. She's uh, mm-hmm. she's holy among women That's as right. they read in the yeah. Bible. Uh-huh. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about that because, Brother Daniel, when you talk about uh, purgatory and when we was talking about penance, that mm-hmm. that's like a way to get to heaven. Mary, but right. Mary is another way they, they say that you can get to heaven mm-hmm. is by praying to her and so everything all such things like that in their teaching right well what it what they do is this is the thing like for example during the time and it will it's kind of that's another whole program in itself because that's a lot of history because that's what brought the reformation in but there's a thing called indulgences and what it was is that we're gonna be talking about mary and the saints it'll go with it because they believe in the catholic church that mary was sinless perfection Mm -hmm. they believe that she was born without sin and that she had no stain of sin, kind of like Jesus kind of type thing. So they believe that she has so much righteousness, them and the saints that are up in heaven, that they can give out righteousness. People don't, people don't know that. That's what indulgences were. And so these people live so much of a holy life, and they live so perfectly, that if you pay for this piece of paper, they will pass on their righteousness to you. But that goes against the Bible because Apostle Paul said we put on Christ. In other words, Christ's righteousness is put on you, not Jesus is only Christ. It's not Mary and these people, these saints that put on Christ. And But if you read Romans, and I have it right here, if you read Romans uh, chapter 3, verse 10, and Romans three twenty-three, that the Bible said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So that even includes Mary. You know, and all these saints. So she was a sinner like the rest of us. If you read uh, in the book of Luke, when uh, she went to see Elizabeth, you know, and uh, and she said, "Well, blessed the Lord, the womb, you know, the child of thy womb." And she said, "My Lord, the, my I magnify the Lord, my Savior." So she said that she needed her Savior herself. So that tells you right there, she couldn't be a perfect individual. She had to be sinless, like you know, sin like we were. And then if you read through the Bible, I mean, if you read through uh, the first miracle of Cana, 
when she told her, her son, she says, look, we have no wine. He said, woman, what I have to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. So it's not that he was being rude to his mother or anything like that. He was letting her like, hey, I'm putting you in your place. You know, what between happens is, is with me and God. So you have nothing to do with between what is going on here. And she said, whatever he says to do, do it. Do it, right. So the Bible makes it clear that Mary is not someone to be a worship and adore. Now, she is in the Bible. She God used her greatly. But there, she's not one of these individuals where you can say, well, we can pray to her. We can... You know, she can calm Jesus down or calm, she, you know, or she can win more favors with God and Jesus if we pray to her and to right. these saints. So I would just like to mention that they really started pushing on Mary back in 1854. So the Immaculate Conception of Mary is one of the four Marian dogmas of the Catholic Church, meaning that it is held to be a truth divinely revealed, the denial of which is heresy. That's what they're saying. I'm just reading off mm -hmm. there. Right. Defined by Pope Pius the, the, uh, the Ninth. In 1854, it states that Mary, through God's grace, was conceived free from the stain of original son, sin and of her role as the mother of God. Now, let me go mm -hmm. a little bit farther down than that. We're going to read what the Council of Trent had to say. And this is how between 1545 and 1563, it said, Since the 19th century, a dogma has come to bear the meaning of a divinely revealed truth proclaimed by church teaching and hence binding for all time on the faithful. While the Immaculate Conception asserts only Mary's freedom from original sin, the Council of Trent held between 1545-1563 affirmed, in addition, her freedom from personal sin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So here we go. So they started this to build this up, that because she was chosen, that that means God's saying that she had no original sin, not even personal sin. So, wow. so, so basically what they're trying to say is from Adam and Eve until her, she, she didn't have her it. family didn't have no sin. Nope. Or that, that's, they're just saying because she was chosen, that means it was wiped out. And remember, because it was mentioned the woman. Yes, sir. And the enemy in the garden. Mm -hmm. There was yes, a sir. prophecy about that. Mm -hmm. So they're saying that she has a special, you know, highly favored and all that. Well, matter of fact, in, uh, in Catholic art, I don't know if it still is or what, but I remember growing up seeing Catholic pictures and statues where they have Mary on top of the serpent, mm -hmm. not Jesus. Yeah, yeah. We, we got to mm -hmm. go to the scripture. It says, mm -hmm. Saint Luke chapter one. Mm -hmm. It says, verse twenty-eight. It said, and the angel came unto her to Mary, mm -hmm. and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, and the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among among women. Mm -hmm. He said, you're highly favored. You know, that's right. He didn't say like you're the chosen one. Right. Highly favored. You know, that's and right. you're blessed. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, well, I'm, let me backtrack. Because she was chosen by God, mm -hmm. and is pre-planned to bring His Son into the world. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we have to understand that, yes, Mary was used in this incident to bring prophecy to be fulfilled for Christ to come into the world. She was just a vessel. Mm -hmm. And even she knew that. You know, she knew that. Brother Daniel, is there other women that were used with that term? You're highly favored? I think it's in the book of, uh, there was a woman, I think, in the book of uh, Judges, I think. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I forgot her name, but uh, I think the, uh, she said she was highly favored. And yeah, there was a few cases. I Hannah was as well in the book of Samuel. I, I have to look it up. I'd have but, to look it up as well. But, but there was other women in the Bible. Yeah, that, that was uh, highly that favored. Was, so if, if that's the case, they were chosen as well. Right. If, if you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That if they gone by that logic right. of that term, you're highly favored, chosen amongst women. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, there was Deborah. Deborah, Deborah, Deborah yeah. was uh -huh. said that, so that meant Deborah was. You get what I'm saying? Could have I been mean, that's true, but you have to understand. Yeah, yeah. The 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 the, 
the 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 fact that they use is that she brought Christ into the world by right, the power of the right, Spirit. Right, so I mean, right. even that being said, the Old Testament—that's true, that's true. But they can they can boast to a point on that, yeah, because she did bring. Right, she was right. a vessel that brought our Lord and Savior into the earth. That we know it's just her being a vessel. It was actually yeah. a miraculous uh, miracle. miracle miracle from God by the power of the Holy Spirit to put. Wow. Christ Jesus in her. So, you know, yeah. we have to go on and look what look, look what's going on. And we have to read some of the scripture. That was good. You said about the yeah about the wine and the marriage and all that. Yeah, that's yeah. good. But we also got a picture here when when um, Joseph and Mary were in Jerusalem. They had little we'll call him little Jesus, huh? Boy, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. And what happened? They ended up taking off, and they finally figured, hey, where's the child Jesus at? Uh huh. Uh -huh. So they come all the way back looking for him, and it took them a while and. Luke chapter 2, starting at, let's see, verse 46. And it came to pass that after three days they found him, a boy Jesus in the temple, sitting in the midst of mm -hmm. the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Now let's go on. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou dealt with us? Behold, thy father really should have been Joseph, and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that you sought me? Don't you know that I must be about my father's, father's business? business. <laughs> <laughs> so he was letting her know right there, like, you you know, this is between me and God. He's on yep. a mission. Yeah. Right. Yep. He's on a mission. He's on a mission. And, and the thing, like, I want to go back to that part when it says highly favored. Some people think it should have been translated grace. Because the reason why, because God had grace on her, and just like the rest of us, when God chooses us to do things, he had, we found God's favor, we found God's grace. Because if you go back to a little history on that, most people don't realize in the Catholic version of the Latin Vulgate, now we did one with Brother Brandon, we talked about Bible right. translations, but this is interesting because back in the Vulgate, I think it was translated, we put, uh, you know, favor, they put above women we put among but they put above women so they thought back then that because of this she could give grace to people but when it was translated even some bible scholars even some protestants had it wrong right there too but by doing that they were making them think the reader was thinking oh mary can give grace to people and stuff <clears throat> but if you really think about it she couldn't give grace to people it was god's grace given to her Right. So, you know, we won't, so that's pretty interesting history right there. We can go to Luke chapter 8, starting at verse 19 through 21. It says, Then came to him his mother and his brethren, his brothers. Now, you heard me. I said, Jesus' brothers. He yeah, not cousins. Had brothers, all right? <laughs> and could not come at him for yeah. the press. And it was told him, they told Jesus, by certain which said, Thy mother mm -hmm. and, thy and thy brethren, your mother and your brothers, Stand without desiring to see you. Mm -hmm. And he answered and said unto them, My mother and my brethren are these which hear the word of God and do it. I obey it. Right. Exactly. That's that's a very odd saying to be saying. Yes, sir. Oh, well, uh, we're gonna tie in. We're gonna tie in Luke twenty seven to twenty nine. Uh uh to twenty eight. Luke twenty seven to twenty eight. When he was speaking to the crowd, he was giving them uh -huh. I'm gonna read uh ESV right here. And he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said, uh -huh. blessed is the womb that bore you and uh -huh. the breast at oh, which you were nursed. Uh -huh. But he said, blessed uh -huh. are those who hear the, the word of God and obey it and keep it. Mm -hmm. So, so 
like that part right there who is my mother and they was oh well blessed even then they had a concept of oh mary is your your, your mother's mother. the yeah is the most holy he said well no she's just the one that took care mm-hmm. of my earthly body that's right you need to hear my words and uh-huh. keep them for salvation and you notice he never i'm sorry he never called mary mother no he never did now on the cross because well, back then he looked at John and said, John, behold your mother. Because back then the culture was when the husband would die, you know, you were, the kids were there. It was a yeah, responsibility to take care of, yeah. take care of their, their parents. So, yeah, he said your mother. I he, didn't, did, he did call her wo- woman. Yeah. And if you look at the Greek term for that, that term woman in John chapter mm-hmm. 2, mm-hmm. it's, high, it's a high regard for wo- woman. Uh-huh. But... It's not mother. Yeah. Well, the reason he did it, he he showed, like I said, he didn't. Some people say well, he did out to not show her respect. No, he he loved his mom, and so he did show respect to her. But at the same time, he did that because he's God in the flesh. He knew he knew that Satan would try to use his mother to try to right. get people away from him or kind of hurt him. Right. You know. My yeah. question to. Uh, mm-hmm. To our Catholic friends, I was right, right, right. He is if, yeah. if the doctrine of the Immaculate Conception of Mary is correct and that's it's right, biblically, that's right. show me somewhere where Christ confessed out of His own mouth, never did that He would put His biological mother, earthly mother, mm-hmm. to a, to a place like that no, where she never. needs to be adored. Right? She's adored mm-hmm. in the Catholic Church. In other words, she's worshipped. Yes, and sir. prayed to. Yes, so sir. I want to read something right here. This is really going to crack this wide open. Wow. We're at Calvary, and the Lord's hanging on the cross, and, and we need, I want them to listen to this out here. Listen to what is spoken here. And this is found in uh, St. John, chapter 19, and we are going to go with verse 25 and all the way through 27. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Mm-hmm. Then said he to the disciple, mm-hmm. Behold thy mother. And from mm-hmm. that hour the disciples took her, the disciple took her unto his own home. Mm-hmm. He was releasing her. Yes, sir. The job is pretty much almost finished. Mm-hmm. She was used to bring him into the world. And now he's proclaiming, I'm getting ready to go back to my father. Yes, sir. You know, and on that day. And another side yeah. point, you just said he called her woman again. That's right. That's right. Even at the cross, he didn't say mother. He called her woman. Mm-hmm. But what did he call her afterwards to John? Yeah. Your mother. Your yeah. mother. Right. Your mother. You're taking over. So, right. you know, mm-hmm. what do we do with that scripture right there then? Yeah. You know, what do we do with it? Right. Right. Exactly. And I, like I said, the reason why he did it, because he, he foreknew that what people were going to do with her and stuff like that. And there's another thing, too. That uh, that's another thing too. That that's really disturbing. They uh, they say she's sinless perfection, but they say she was also she didn't die. They say that she was actually lifted up to heaven. So it's called uh, the it's called the assumption of Mary. So you think about it. What they're trying to do is they're trying to put her like she'd be like a second Christ. You really think about it. They even call her a a, a matress. They call her. That means you know she's kind of like she's like Jesus. The only difference is she didn't die on the cross with nails. But they say, well, because she saw the suffering of her son and her heart was broken, it was like she was on that cross. You we know? can show from the cross to Pentecost. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Once her son died, mm-hmm. that was her son she buried. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. She knew. Mm. She was given revelation by the angel. Mm-hmm. And then the prophet or prophets, I'm trying to remember which one came and spoke to her. 
about how baby Nathan, Jesus would I be believe. used. He yeah. would be used mightily, mm-hmm. and that her heart would, and her soul would be pierced because what was going to happen to him? Yeah, her heart. So she already pierced. used some certain things. So basically, she had a salvation moment. Right. I believe right, right. just right after when the cross, when he died on that cross. That's my mm-hmm. own. Can't prove it. Yeah. And the reason I say that because you go to the first book, uh, the first chapter of the book of Acts. And Mary is amongst the right. 120 that are praying and for, yes, waiting for the promise of the Father. Mm-hmm. If Jesus is getting ready to go to ascend up to his Father, why didn't he give everyone instructions and commandment? Listen to my mother. Right. right. It didn't did. happen. No. It didn't he happen. Said, he said, go and wait for the promise. That's all yeah. he did. He didn't say, listen to Mary for it. He said, just go yeah. wait. What did the angels say? They mm-hmm. say, Listen to Mary, his mother. No, no. They said the way he left, the same way he's going to come back. Exactly. Right. And another thing, too, you notice when he went in the upper room, his brothers and all them was there and, and his family was there. And you notice they didn't go in the upper room praying f- for Mary or asking Mary's guidance. They went to ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. They were all together. It, exactly. So it tells you right there. There's no in the Bible, if a, if a Catholic want to be honest, other than the apocryphal books or whatever, if you read the canon of Scripture itself, if they want to admit it, there's nowhere of the worship of Mary in there. There's none. It all says that she was born, she's from the house of King David, her and Joseph, and a few things here and there, but there's nothing where an awe uh, or something you well, can say and, you and can look, worship her or adore Mary her. Mary was so important mm-hmm. for salvation. Why wasn't it her... Mm-hmm. preaching on the first sermon after Pentecost. It was right, Peter. Right. Now, people might say, well, you got to look at the culture back then. Women didn't stand up. Right, women right, didn't. right. But if she was so favored and she was the chosen vessel, right? why didn't why didn't she stand up and say, look, I'm going to proclaim this new message. Oh, why, wanna, why Peter and them didn't help her? Yeah, why that? Peter yeah. didn't say, oh, you, yeah. you're more favored. You go mm-hmm. ahead and do it. Nowhere yeah. in the book of Acts. Right. And that's the pattern that we follow. Mm-hmm. If we're going to have the earmarks of the book of Acts for the church, mm-hmm. what was their message? Right. Not once would Mary mention. No. 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 Mm-mm. It was about what Christ did at Calvary, mm-hmm. repentance, and that he's coming back. And they were preaching his name in that gospel. That's right. So I mm-hmm. want them to look at that. Go look to the history of the church, how it began. Right. And we got to realize the Mary worship itself, it's not biblical. It, it came from the Tower of Babel. Right. And uh, so I, I, yeah, I know we did a study on the uh, the religion of of uh, sun, sun worship and all that. If that all traces back to the goddess and, and the female goddesses and all that, and that's what it is, and stuff. And but you, it yeah. goes back to Constantine when Constantine mm-hmm. went ahead and and we we talked about how he took idols and he just changed the name so mm-hmm. he can mix in. He can hit the heathens or the lost kids mm-hmm. still worship in the temple just with different names. That's right, Mary through studying mm-hmm. is really the princess diana now mm-hmm. princess diana is very popular in the culture because of comic uh, marvel i think it was well DC. it's not marvel dc but DC. i'm going I'm to sorry. a biblical turn because yeah. of in the book of acts what chapter was it when they were beaten and there was a greatest that when paul said something about the uh goddess diana is that great is the great the great goddess, goddess diana, diana of the Ephesians. in the book of acts yeah and uh, the whole city was an uproar because of that, and pretty pretty much, yeah. So, what Constantine did, he was really they call he's really the first emerging pastor, I guess we can say. Or he, you know, what he did was he said, "Well, I'm a guy, I'm a to to make my church bigger and my influence bigger. I'm gonna bring the world into the right. church." And so he was the first uh, 
purpose driven, I guess you can say. Not Rick Warren. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He was the first emerging <laughs> guy to do that, pretty much. So it's a little brief history, right there. That that's what that's where that that's what the Mary the Catholic Church though. come from. Yeah, right. you know, it's back to Tammuz and back to like you said, Princess Diana. Uh, as as it comes, she comes from a lot of you know uh, worship source of the sun sun god right. type stuff. So. Yeah, if you get into that, it, it'll show you who the real Mary, the Catholic Church is worshiping. It's just like Jesus. You look at the, the Bible, the Jesus of the Bible, and the Jesus of the Catholic Church, it's totally different. You know, just yeah. like Mary, you know, she's totally different. But, uh, you know, I'm just blown away how how they, they, make, they make her exactly almost like Christ. I mean, almost identical. I mean, you know, it, it blows. Well, don't all know. the sacraments go through her? She's one of them, yeah. There, there, there's a sacrament. Then there's, there, there's her, pretty much, yeah. And then Christ. And then Christ and the church or God, or, you know, so on. But she does play a big part in salvation. She is a big, you know, a big wow. tool, pretty much. The Bible says in First Corinthians, I think it's the third chapter. I'm trying to remember. I'm just going to go off memory that Christ will not share His glory with no man. That's right. No, no flesh shall glory mm-hmm. in His presence. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's the Lord Jesus Christ that paid the price for us at Calvary to have eternal life. Amen. So we have presented to you tonight how complicated it is to even get your sins forgiven. Yes, sir. Amen. But the correct way is what the Bible says. Right. Mm-hmm. Romans chapter uh, chapter uh, 10, verses 9 and 10 says, you know, if we believe in, we confess with our mouth, believe in our heart. That God has raised Jesus from the dead, we shall be, shall saved. be saved. And those exactly. who call upon the name of the Lord shall, shall be, be saved. saved. Sir, what must we? What must I do to be sa- uh, saved? That's Acts chapter sixteen. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ. and you and your household shall be saved. Yeah. We go on and on yeah. and on. Yeah. We're just trying to let people know that's the simplicity of the gospel. That you could just take mm-hmm. one step of repentance, mm-hmm. of confession of sin, and then believe in. The gospel of Jesus Christ that he died for our sins and that he's taking care of it once and for all for us to come into a saving relationship with him and the Father. And then, then we talked about earlier how they believe Mary and the saints, you can get in Christ. They put Christ in it. That's how Satan does it. He mixes, you know, that with all their righteousness combined, they could, you, can get, you can gain their righteousness or you can have their righteousness put onto you. But the Bible says it's Jesus who puts on his righteousness. Exactly. So, And another thing we got to realize, if you read in the Bible, they say, well, you can go to Mary and the saints and, and all these people. But what Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that thirst and labor, and I will give you rest. Yep. Everywhere he says, come unto me, it's always, it never fails, come unto me. It's we pray to Jesus Christ through the name of the Father. That's how you get to the Father is through the name of Jesus Christ to praying to Jesus to get to the Father. John 14, you know? 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No, no man, man comes to the, the Father, Father except, except through me. me. That throws this whole proportion. Yeah. And of course, they say, well, it is Jesus, but when you always no. hear that, but that's a dangerous side of yeah. that. Yeah, it is. Exactly. He also said in John chapter 8, verse 32, you shall know the truth, and, and the, the truth, truth shall, set, shall set, you set you free. The truth well, is Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, it says in Second, uh, was it Second Timothy? It said, and we encourage people to go look it up. Uh, two and five. It said, "There's one mediator between God and man, the man right. Christ Jesus." Amen. I mean, it, it tells you right there. There's no saints. There's no Mary. You know, it's just, it's God. You know. Exactly. So my question to my Catholic friends, I want to I want to ask you a question tonight. 
or have you went through all these sacraments for years? I'm talking to someone that's been in the Catholic faith for years. I, I, the question I have for you tonight, that if God for you know, God forbid, God forbid, but if you would die of a, of a car accident, mm-hmm. a heart attack, you know, just something horrible, do you know without a shadow of doubt where you're going to go mm-hmm. once you leave this earth into eternity? Amen. Because if you don't, then you need to reconsider what you've been taught. I can honestly tell you here, right here by faith. I know if something happened to me tonight, I know where I'm going because mm. I'm not trusting on my own works for salvation. I trust in what Christ did at Calvary. And that's what we offer you tonight. That's what we're trying to explain to you tonight. There's a way that's right, but we have mm-hmm. to do it God's way. And the word of God teaches us and shows us that way to get to the father. And it's through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, guys, look, we covered all our topics for tonight. <laughs> um, Brother Daniel, welcome back. Hope to see you pretty soon again. <laughs> Brother Anthony, mm. great, great spending time with the brothers in the faith. You know, a lot, Amen. A, a lot of people don't have this luxury of Mm-mm. talking and just breaking down scriptures and, and, everything. and everything like that. That's going to conclude our talking of the Roman Catholicism. We will be picking another topic for next okay. week. Mm-hmm. And uh, just keep us in prayer because... the. This comes by studying mm-hmm. and by looking into things and just, just re, you know, diving into God's word. And we can't do that without prayer. Mm-hmm. So, guys, keep us in prayer. And, look, if you have any questions on Roman Catholicism or any cult or religion, our Facebook page is always open. You can go ahead and ask us questions. Just send us a, uh, a message on Facebook or send us an email. And we'll gladly reply to you with some literature or some of our thoughts on the on the topic. You can always do that through our Facebook page again. Don't forget to subscribe and like our podcast. Please leave us a review. And uh, guys, and well, ladies and gentlemen, this Saturday night's important. You know, I think if more Christians would do what we're doing Saturday night, mm-hmm. a lot of our problems would be will be solved mm-hmm. because everybody's right now is focused on race relations or police brutality or the government or anything like that. Look, we, we're concerned ourselves with this, but we need to start off with prayer. And that's what we're doing Saturday night at the Louisiana state Capitol at six o'clock. Please, if you can be there, our pastors have asked us all, if we, we can make a point to be there, if you can't be there, please set that time aside and pray brother daniel brother anthony Mm -hmm. we'll see y'all next week ladies and gentlemen you have a good night and god bless amen